GM, GM, this is Maya Drazen from Timepieces, Time's leading NFT collection and community initiative. We feature original artwork from more than 158 of the most influential artists in the space. I'm here on the Edge of NFT, the podcast where you can access the most influential people and projects in the Web3 space. Keep listening. Hi, NFT Curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn how Timepieces continues to expand the reach of its iconic brand into Web3 and is doubling down on true utility for collectors. And what today's guest has in common with hot air balloons, French bulldogs, and marathon-level stamina. And finally, how Roblox is simultaneously embracing yet shunning NFTs within its massive ecosystem. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy. And also, Outer Edge LA, our awesome community-centric gathering, recently returned to LA March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. Now, if you missed out, here's a way you can catch up on all the interactive experiences, discussions, presentations, and more. Simply go to watch.outeredge.live and register with just your email address and get a full recap of over 60 captivating conversations and performances. Binge watchers, welcome. See you inside. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Maya Drazen, the Chief Brand Officer at Timepieces. She is the CBO for Time and Head of Timepieces, their Web3 Community Initiative. At Time, Maya expertly manages various business divisions, including time subscriptions, print digital, retail, licensing, accolades, time for kids, as well as marketing and community for Timepieces and Web3. Before her tenure at Time, Maya held the position of VP of Marketing at Condé Nast, overseeing iconic brands such as Wired, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair, GQ, Pitchfork, and Teen Vogue. Moreover, she co-founded the Webby Awards and is esteemed judging body, the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences. Today, we'll dive into Timepieces, an inclusive NFT community initiative featuring six captivating collections, Genesis Inspiration, Long Necky Women of the Year, Slices of Time, Beat Club Collection, and the most recent, the Seven Collection with Deepak Chopra. Maya, welcome to Edge of NFT. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Awesome. I have to say, and I don't know if you know, but we had Leah Lamar, right? She was our MC at Outer Edge this year, a timepieces entertainer of the year yes. uh, last year. That was the pleasure of introducing her. And I remember that accolade was awesome to be able to share with the world. She yeah, did an amazing so job great. for us. She's great. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, time is doing such incredible stuff. And the time pieces represents this venture into Web3, which has been very bold and forward thinking. wonder if you could walk us through the genesis of the project and maybe provide a bit of an overview of everything it's come to entail. Sure. So we got into the NFT space in March of 2021. Keith Grossman, who was president of, at the time, you see a lot of time puns as you use time. And so he was in conversation with Mark Benioff, who he and his wife own time, who asked if we could see a place for time with NFTs. And Keith, who was both, we met at Wired, and then he went to Bloomberg, and he is a per, an art collector himself. It's like all the little light bulbs went on, and he was like, absolutely. And so we started by selling one of one covers, and then we sold about 11 of them. And then as that was winding up, it was the start of kind of the PFP community initiative in kind of summer of 2021. And we said it would be cool to do that. And how could time authentically enter into the space? And one of the things we realized is that throughout history, time had always recognized and uplifted artists by giving them our covers to the next generation of artists, our covers. And so we had Chagall's and we had Lichtensteins and we had Basquiat's and we had Warhol's in our collection. And if we really believed that this was the next generation, the next evolution of the internet, and this was the next generation of artists, wouldn't it make sense to give them a cover, which we ended up doing an eight by eight square with a red border in which to create. And we gave them the theme of build a better future. And that was the launch of our Genesis collection. Since that, as you noted, we've done five other collections, including one with Nyla Hayes, where at the time she was 12. And we paired her with Times Project 
Times Women of the Year, which went and looked back because until the 90s, it was actually Man of the Year and there had only been one woman recognized. And so she went, time went back and said, if they're over the course of 100 years, who would the women have been? And so Nyla took those 100 women and put them into her long necky format. And then we did Slices of Time, which was a collaboration with Time's creative director, where he took all the covers from a given year and made a collage out of them. And then we had a burn mechanism on those, which you could trade for art if you wanted, or you could keep those covers. And then we did a collaboration with Timberland, which he supplied a beat, a beat, and we had 14 artists create visual art to go with that beat. And then lastly, we did the Deepak collection, uh, the collection of Deepak Chopra, the seven collection, where we brought back celebrating the 25th anniversary of his book, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, and brought that wisdom back in a TLDR format for people with 73 artists creating covers and seven of them creating interactive immersive spaces with artifacts. Awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, lots of great ideas. And I particularly resonated with that. Man, it's humbling to face that. Oh, it was only man of the year for a while. I, I mean, mean, it really for, is kind of insane for, when you look at that, that yeah, but so it goes. No, but it's great to see a very intentional kind of not only adapting it for to feature women of the year, but also to kind of go back and sort of make up for what was lost. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was a really, really great program. And Nyla's interpretation of it is even, I mean, like, I love it so much as well. Yeah, totally. She's been an amazing contributor to the space, just more broadly speaking, at such a young age and such a powerful voice in the space. And we had a chance to have Keith on the show a while back, and we sort of talked about the unique way that timepieces is bringing together artists, collectors, and fans and trying to build long-term utility and community value. Would love to sort of get an update from you on sort of how that's looking, especially in this builder's market of ours, and what strategies you employed previously and maybe some of the newer strategies that you're utilizing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Keith told you, like, we have been committed from the beginning to long-term values. Like, this is not a short-term flip play. We're not the thing that's going to go up and then and down or hopefully stay up, whatever that case may be. And a lot of our value, we assume, will be provenance, will be historical value. But that said, it's really important for us to continue to add value. And we do that by just creating real community, I think, is the key element. It's not necessarily the fancy stuff per se, but at a lot of success, we provide tax information when tax time rolls around. We cook together online on a weekly basis. I have chill time every Sunday, literally every Sunday morning for a year and a half, where just a group of people get on the Discord voice channel and talk about our our weeks, talk about what's going on in the space, talk about all kinds of things where you really just get to know the other people better. We have historically at the big events done an artist dinner where we just bring the artists, our artists and our collectors about 150 of them together for a really just intimate connection. And I know I heard a lot from the people coming out of NFT NYC that they really are beginning to appreciate the smaller, more intimate connections about actually really meeting and getting to know people. And I think we do that really well. I think part of it is we create a wholesome space that everyone feels safe and comfortable. It's a good first stop for people. So for people who don't know what they're doing, our Discord is incredibly welcoming from the mod, you know, and no question's a stupid question. And that's not everywhere. So we're just trying to create, dare I say, a cozy, comfortable place for people to come be themselves, get to know other people in the space, ask questions, which they may not feel comfortable asking other places and learning together and discussing the biggest things that are going on in the space, because that is what time does. It starts and holds the most important conversations. And I think that that's really important in this space as well. And so as you ask about kind of what we're doing more of, I think we're really starting to say, okay, what are we talking about this week and who can we pull together to have that conversation? And so I think you'll see a lot more of that happening, but we really want utility as in useful things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I was not to create more FOMO, but I was at NFT New York. And it was interesting sort of compare and contrast of being on the front lines of planning a larger gathering where this time around, my focus wasn't creating media so much, but sort of just joining community events and sort of on a grassroots level, I went to some deep music events in the space and joined the on-chain monkeys on the NASDAQ floor, which is really Fun, had a chance to go to the Impact Theory dinner, which were early sort of supporters of what Tom's doing in the space. And I did appreciate from that, like the value of these 25 to 150 
person events and what you can get out of them. And certainly that's something we're looking to do with our community too, as we move forward is sort of mixing those small, medium and larger events together digitally and in real life, because I think you get different outcomes from mixing it up like that. I totally agree. And as we say, IRL hugs are better than virtual hugs. I mean, there's really just no two ways about it. It's true, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into the process that goes into creating these various collections. You got six of them in the bag already. They vary in a number of different ways. What is that? Can you tell us, like, what is that process like? The creative side, the inspiration, the distribution of content, the marketing, like all of that goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. Big question. So they're really kind of made up of two different kinds of collections. One is our signature drop, which started with the Genesis. And the framework that we used was we're going to invite half the artists and they're going to invite half the artists. So that allowed us to kind of choose artists that are probably more well-known and then for them to choose people that we should be discovering. And we were really thrilled with the results of that. So we launched that with our signature event In the beginning, we also did kind of a combination of NFT artists and time cover artists, which was an interesting thing. But what we found over time is that it's this fairly steep learning curve to get into the space and to continue to build value in the space. And so I think we moved kind of more and more towards NFT natives, although we've had really great success with probably four or five of our cover artists from the first drop who really fell in love with the space and dove down that rabbit hole too, which is pretty exciting. Then the other kind of collection was the Artist in Residence collection, which Nyla was the first of, Timberland was the second of. And then the Deepak drop, we really actually combined them. He was the Artist in Residence, except for his art was his wisdom, really. And so then we paired him with Artist in kind of a signature drop style. And that was the largest set of artists we'd ever had, which was 73 of them. And then every time we really try and think of kind of, we don't want to be doing the same thing. We want some elements that are the same, but it's like working with a hundred year old brand. You bring forward things that people love the most. And then how do you keep it new and relevant in the space? Right. So with slices of time, for example, we added a burn mechanic so that it was like, okay, you can get. And so the first set of art that was minted, these slices of time that were made by our creative director, you could either choose to hold it or burn it. And you establish the rarity going in. And then as you chose to hold or burn, right, the rarity on the slices dropped, it got more scarce, and the rarity on the art started to get less, it started at zero, and then it would move up from there. And that ended up being like, we thought it would be a fun dynamic, but it ended up being a mechanic that was far better than we ever could have imagined, because basically people started seeing them as scratchers, if you, you know, and they started watching the numbers And that ended up being incredibly fun. And then when we got on Timbaland, it was we wanted to get into music NFTs, right? We were seeing that conversation happening and we wanted to be involved in that. And so that was, but it was a 252 piece drop, right? So much, much smaller. And then when we got to Deepak, the additional element was really the combination of things in partnership with Artifacts. We did not only the book covers, but with Transient Labs, right? So there was an element of actually an on-chain book. And then 3D sculptures that you could work into your virtual environments if you got one of those. And then these immersive worlds fully built out by seven of the artists, one for each chapter that you could explore for a short period of time. And so we're just constantly trying to think of like, what is that new extra layer that remains relevant is making some commentary on what's going on in the space at any given time. So much goodness built in there. Wow. And that rich history, I guess, to draw on also, right? You kind of know what works traditionally and have applied so many different cool techniques. So excited for the next batch. Oh, thanks. To the question about how are we adjusting to the space, I think as many of us are thinking about, right? So we have 20,000 NFTs out in the world at the moment. I like to think of them as chapter one, like the first set of six is our first chapter based around the signature style, et cetera. But I think as everyone's discovering, like, what do you do moving forward? I don't think actually it's necessary. Like I don't intend to do a large signature drop again anytime soon. If something fabulous comes into being, then we will. But otherwise, it's how do we add that utility? How do we add the value? What do we do for the people who are already there? And I'm actually more interested in what are the mechanisms I could use to burn down that supply than gamify it in some way. Completely. And I was super excited about the new manifold announcement and to see whether that is something that could work. Yeah. Lots of diversity in what's going on as well. And perhaps it's useful to dive a little bit deeper into that most recent collection with Deepak. 
it was fascinating when the buzz started. I remember because we're in the domain and you'd be at an event and somebody like, yeah, Deepak's going to be doing something. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. That's cool. Deepak Chopra. And so it's been interesting to see what's bubbled up from his domain. Do you have any insight into like the conversations around getting that going? Is that something where you guys reach out to him or he reached out to you? If you don't have that info, just any more info on kind of what the experience has been like for the users and the fans of time? Sure. I mean, so Deepak was named to the Time 100 honoree at one point. So obviously already recognized by time, just like you were saying, um, Lee. Lamar was. And he also has been really interested and active in the space for a long time, even pre our working together. And he did an incredible drop with, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget, Emily Clark from Game of Thrones. They did an auction drop. But needless to say, mental health is a huge issue in this space, right? Like just that, whether it's FOMO, whether it's disconnecting from, I don't know, that sense of having to be online 24-7, all of those things that ultimately create a lot of mental health issues in the space. And he's always pushing the envelope forward. So I think him in association with Save a Love, his foundational side, and I think if you watch, they're doing a lot in the space. And so having the conversation about how we could partner together to really bring that issue to the forefront and work with some fantastic artists. And then it just happened to be the 25th anniversary of his book, which seemed like a great, great way to bring that information back into the world. And what I will say to your question about kind of how people responded to it, I'll start with the artist because throughout the artistic process, Deepak provided several opportunities for the artist to meet with him via Zoom. And those sessions were like the most incredible thing. And what you found is you had a lot of the artists who had some personal connection already, either themselves or via their parents or their grandparents, like that this was wisdom that had worked its way into their lives. And then you had another set of artists who previously had any exposure to this and were really struck by it. And it was changing their lives as they were making this art, which was really incredible. And so then we had a ton of spaces, some with him, some with just the artists, where people were sharing these stories about it. And I have to say, people say the art is the utility. This NFT is its own utility. It is literally life-altering if you let it. And then it has beautiful art on top of it. And then access to Deepak, or he did some meditations, weekend meditations, et cetera, and he still does this through Save a Love. So it was really an interesting thing to see because none of the other collections had this same, just like consistent throughout the entire process, positive experience for anyone. It was a niche, like it wasn't for everyone, but anyone who was interested in it was radically touched. That's all I can say about it. That's great. Yeah. Wellness is something that we hit upon over and over again. And like you said, it's an especially important subject matter in this space and technology in general. It's such a fast moving space. I mean, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of dopamine fueled personalities to put it that way. (laughs) And so it's good to have the other side of things and, and a place to reconnect and rejuvenate and make that part of the conversation. So yeah, exciting that that's most recent, but also excited about what's next. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is such an important thing as a society right now. My girlfriend's a marriage and family therapist, and she's been sort of volunteering some of her time to help people in crisis and then doing some additional sort of therapist work on the side besides her day job, just because there's so many people right now in need of mental health and elevating their consciousness, so to speak, which is sort of an interesting tie-in to something that you guys are thinking about as you engage in sort of mental health awareness month in May and working with someone who's a true collaborator in the space and a friend of Edge that we worked with on a wellness event tied to the event during community day. Would love to hear this breaking news about what you're doing for mental health awareness month. Oh yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. We're so excited. So we're partnering with Shira Lazar and several other partners on a project called the Jomo Effect. And so Jomo is joy of missing out instead of fear of missing out. It's the sense of, while I'm not there, I take joy in the fact that other people are having a great experience. And so there are 40 artists who are creating art around the Jomo. It's benefiting five nonprofits in this space, and it's dropping in May for Mental Health Awareness Month. So we're super excited. Save a Love is involved in that one as well. And we're really excited to just continue this conversation with the same partners and new partners 
because as noted, it's just so super important. And so about 12 of the artists are timepiece artists, and then always fun to meet new artists for the other group that aren't. Yeah, that's really great. And all the money goes to charity, 100% of it, which is a super unique type of drop. And looking forward to sort of being in the mix and seeing how that goes. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. And I think it's an incredible group. So I'm sure it will go incredibly well. And so we covered a wide spectrum of activity over at Time Pieces, but curious for anything that we didn't cover already, what's next? What's in the hopper? Well, we're talking to several people about really exciting partnerships coming up. So all Alpha and can't announce them yet. But really, I mean, as I'm sure you guys feel like every day, we just have the most exciting conversations from Web3 native people to Web3 champions who may have Web2 ties to Web2 companies who are looking to get into the space. Like it's just an endless set of interesting conversations and opportunities. And so we have about a handful that we're pretty excited about coming to fruition over the next coming month. As you would expect. And that's kind of a question we love to make sure we hit upon. There's there's always something to cover. And then another one that we like to ask is, what are the projects maybe that we haven't mentioned so far that you might be following in the space, be a particular fan of or inspired by, or maybe just kind of a trend or movements that you're noticing that you're excited about? Oh my gosh. Well, let me start with projects. I mean, I will say that there are so many, but I'm going to go ahead and name two that I'm a particular longstanding fan of. One is the Aku and Micah Johnson, which I just think has all the potential in the world and really focuses not only on great art and great utility and has a great community, but is interested in doing real good in the world. I think you'll hear from us at time over and over again that we're really interested in those elements of adding good, adding value, right? I believe it's a culture of degens and do-gooders and we try and lean on the side of the doing good. And then the Robotos and Pablo Stanley and Humankind, I just think to just the creativity and the fun that him and his team do, plus the tools from Bueno are just exceptional. And so really fans of both of those projects among many, many others. And then on the kind of what am I excited about, as noted already, I'm interested in Manifold's new ability to burn from any collection, because that's something that I've been trying to do. I mean, just, oh my gosh, so many things. What else am I excited about? I'm interested in Starbucks Odyssey, very interested, because I do think that they and Ticketmaster probably have the biggest opportunity to, or immediate opportunity, let me say, oh, and Reddit, right? Like the three of them to kind of do something really at scale for a more mainstream audience. And to, although I would never call Reddit's audience mainstream, but simultaneously, all of them are kind of approaching it, not as an NFT, right? But as a digital collective or a digital stamp or using some other digital avatar, kind of getting away from the vernacular, which I find really interesting and doing it in with millions, right? Which I think is really important. And maybe it's from the vantage point at which I sit, I am really interested in as much what Web3 can take back into Web2 and create Web2.5. I continue to find myself kind of resonating with tweets that say things like, Web3 is going to win by solving a Web2 problem that's hard in Web2 and easy in Web3, something along those lines. And I really think that's true. And I personally feel it like I was trying to solve loyalty issues from web zero is what I call print, right? So I get to range all the way from web zero to web one, to web two, to web three. And so I was trying to solve loyalty issues as we headed into our hundredth birthday with people who'd been print subscribers for decades. It's expensive. It's hard. It's hard to track them, right? Like they may subscribe for a while and then drop off and come back and it doesn't recognize them as the same person. Like all kinds of things in the blockchain which were very easy in web three. And I think that really intrigues me is kind of what's hard in Web 2 that's easier in Web 3. I'm also really intrigued by the ethos of Web 3 and the thinking of Web 3. When I first came into Web 3, Keith will tell the story that I always used to say, everything's upside down and backwards. Like my instincts of 20 years were just always wrong. Like we had a, literally a glossary of he would write back no. And then he would either have a period, an exclamation point or no question mark or no punctuation, which was the worst of them all, right? I was just like so off base that he wasn't even going to punctuate it. And that's because the thinking is different, right? Like I was on stage at CES and I was talking about paywalls. And I said, web one thinking in this case is you're going to come to my website. And if you come enough times, I'm going to charge you because you have propensity to pay. 
You would never do that in a web three world, right? You would say, the more you come, the more I owe you, the more value I have to deliver to you. That's just upside down thinking. And so I'm really fascinated by how that web three thinking, that web three ethos reapplied to the common way of thinking the status quo will change everything because I think it will. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Since you're naming all those interesting mainstream cases, I got to say, I'm also excited about NHL and what they're doing with uh, Suite.io. This one coming on the hopper, maybe hit your radar, Maya, maybe not, but NHL rewarded a contract to Suite. And it's taken a while to get that off the ground, but from being in NFT New York, I have some alpha that it's coming very soon. Amazing. I'll go check that out. Awesome. Yeah, well, lots of good stuff to think about. More probably to say on that, but I'll hold my tongue. I will say maybe Web Zero might be spider webs, but we'll <laughs> okay. we'll have maybe to disagree on that. Web point five. How about okay. that? Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you have questions about blockchain, like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back, or if you receive that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. All right, well, we get to move on to our next segment. Jeff, you want to pull us into that? Let's do it. Yeah, so this is Edge Quick Hitters. We were talking about it a little oh, bit before the show. So it's really just a fun and quick way for us to get to know you a little bit better. We're looking for short answers like single word or few words, but we may dive a little bit deeper here or there. Are you ready to dive in, Maya? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Question number one, what's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Snoopy. Okay. Are we talking about just stuffed Snoopy? Snoopy. I think I just saw a picture of a live dog that looks just like Snoopy oh, yesterday. No, stuffed stuff Snoopy, six foot, okay. six foot tall, stuffed Snoopy. Oh, amazing. Okay, cool. Still around somewhere or no, long I don't gone? That, long gone. Yeah, yeah, long gone. Question number two, what's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? That's such a hard question. Selling. I'm going to go with sponsorship which is so lame. Webby sponsorship. No, it's not lame at all. High, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Highly valuable uh, kind of thing to sell. I mean, but my 12-year-old sells sneakers, so it feels weird. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's still pretty solid. Were you 12 when you first started selling those sponsorships? No. That's <laughs> okay, my point. Okay. That's why that would have been weird. That would have been, been Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? I probably sold cookies, Girl Scout cookies. Oh, there you go. Cool. Question three. What's the most recent thing you purchased? Plants. So I moved back to San Francisco. I'm like the queen of Facebook Marketplace at the moment. Uh -huh. Plants. Is it well, plants on Facebook Marketplace? Plants on Facebook. Who knew, right? But plants on Facebook Marketplace. You can get like big old plants that would cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a lot less. I am so nervous that my girlfriend is listening to this show because she is a total plant lover, and we have no more room in our house for plants. So. I might have to have Sean get this segment edited down to not give out this additional information. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I literally have no room left for plants, but that's good to know. Well, I can change this and also say, note that apparently art books are a great thing to buy on Facebook Marketplace as well. Oh, look at that visual. Nice. Facebook Marketplace, man, it's really just crushed it over the last couple of years. It really uh, is just a win. Such a big one. Okay. Question number four, what is the most recent thing you sold? Well, I've also been selling stuff. So the most recent thing I uh, sold is a chair, nothing exciting. Okay. On Marketplace? Too bad you guys are catching me in my Marketplace moment. It's all good. Mm -hmm. We love all it. All those transactions are like back and forth. Huge Marketplace fans. Yeah. All right. Question five, what is your most prized possession? My GM hat. Oh, and my GM necklace, which oh. 
Oh me, man, we, we yeah, I got at Basel from one of our community members. Nice. Man, so that is and everything is my most prized possession. Nice. I love that. So shout out to Crypto Jeweler who created the GM necklace. I think that's the no, one. No, not this nope. one. This is and I that's something anon, but I do love Crypto Ooh. Jeweler. Cool, cool. He did a limited edition bracelet for our VIPs. And then he also did a collab on the GM necklace. So I had him on my mind, but there are other GM jewelers out there. Yes, there are other GM jewelers and I love my necklace. Very nice. Okay. Question six. If you could buy anything in the world, something digital, By the way, GM, that's General Motors. Is that what we're talking about, guys? Get out. Behind the times on this. Sorry. Question wait, six. Just, oh, I, no, I don't want to ruin your format. <laughs> no, you're good. I Where do you want to tell go? you guys though about my GM practice, but we'll do that later. Um, at some point, yeah. We have a bonus, bonus question. Bonus so question. we're going to be asking yes. about that for sure. Question six. If you could buy anything in the world, something digital, physical, service, an experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? I've been talking about the space, like the balloon that goes into space. Hmm. I don't want to go on a rocket ship, but I really like the idea of the balloon that goes. You see, I love that's creativity. We've had, of course, a lot of people want to go to space. We've heard space a lot as an answer to that question. But the first ever response, it includes a balloon, the the space balloon, which is awesome. Love that. Like the one that the guy, the Red Bull guy, like the, the, the highest skydive out of. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man. I saw that documentary about Richard Branson taking the hot air balloon, and that was scary stuff. I just think, like, I like the vibe of a balloon so much better than I like the vibe of a rocket. Yeah, I do. I hear I like it. I hear that. Both show. Question seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Stamina. Ooh, nice. It's a good one. You happen to play poker or any games that take a long time? No, I ran the Rome Marathon, though. So Nice. But... Yeah, I, real deal. I think it's something that is unfortunately lacking and it is something I, for whatever reason, have in spades. So I would love to pass that on. Well, just even a little bit to my own children, even. Mm, nice. Love that one. Question eight. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Workaholism, mm. <laughs> which I guess is the flip side of stamina. Yes. And I do think that they have a healthier levels of uh, mm. Or boundaries around that. Which I, yeah. Hard to do in like a 24-7 space like we operate in, right? It so is. It sucks but that's in. where the mental health comes in, right? Like all of it's about. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Question number nine. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast? I was on the phone with our head of global chief revenue officer. <laughs> Talking about anything fun? About anything fun. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was yeah. fun. Okay, good. Last one, question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Take my dog for a walk. Oh, cool. What kind of dog you got over there? He's a French bulldog. His name's Bucky. Bucky. The best. I'll send you pictures later. All right. Sounds perfect. Why Bucky? <laughs> Why Bucky? He's named for Buckminster Fuller. Nice. Hmm. Geodesic domes. Gotta love Indeed. it. Hey, right. looks like we got a bonus question though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this one is mine and it just kind of randomly came to me. I don't know where it came from, but Maya, do you have a regular practice of any kind that maybe has some relevancy to the word GM? I do. Well, for probably 20 years, I've had a word of the year practice. So every on January 1st, I choose a word of the year. It's my guy, just like a guiding principle for the year. And in 2022, it was GM. And so I promised to get online and say GM every morning and see what happened. And in 2023, I was loving the practice so much and it had such a positive effect on my life that I doubled down on GM. So my word of the year for 2023 is GM, GM. And I'm seeing what happens when you continue a practice for a second year. And I have long write-ups for both 22 and 23 about what GM means to me, but it's really been very powerful. I love it. I don't know if you're the antagonist for this, but I've been getting a lot of GM, GM DMs and text like lately. So mm. maybe there's a contagion going on here. Maybe I would love to take credit for that. And look out for 2024. Your My eldest son was like, you can't do that. That's just not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, that's Edge Quick Hitters. Thanks for sharing with us. We always appreciate that. That wasn't so bad. Thank you. See, see, not too bad. You made it through. You've got stamina for this kind of thing. It's like an obstacle. Of course. There you go. 
All right. For our next segment, we're going to do something really cool. This is the first time we're going to be talking about a new project that we're going to be highlighting repeatedly on the show called Swoops. And let's get into it and give an introduction and get the listeners started and involved. we got a fun engagement opportunity for you before we split today on this segment. So first of all, what is it? Swoops is a blockchain-powered basketball simulation game a virtual gaming league that allows users to exclusively own, operate, and profit from their own unique basketball franchise. And we are going to be participating. We have a team. How are you feeling about this, Josh? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I know it wasn't an easy thing coming up with the team name and <laughs> sort of figuring out a team logo. But now that heavy listing is over, I think we'll just be able to dominate this league. Yes, as in everything, we will dominate, I'm sure. Let's get a little bit about what makes Swoops special. So if you, listener, have ever dreamt of owning, operating, and profiting off your own basketball franchise, this is your chance. Because the game is built on the blockchain, every user has 100% true ownership of their players within Swoop, and that includes us. We have a team that we'll be playing with. And can you hit the listeners to the name of the team, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally down to share that with the listeners. It's been a long time in the making. So here it goes, guys. Outer Edge Travelers. That's our team name. We're pretty excited about this crew. We've got five players ready to get down here. And it's going to be a 13-week season. We'll just be competing over that time. At the end, there's this Swooper Bowl. And there'll be cash prizes, which not a bad thing for the hard work that we'll be doing simulating uh, basketball teams. And yeah, couldn't be more excited. I mean, the timing, Ethan, like I'm actually in Boston and we're about to see game two of the Celtics playing on the Hawks, me and my mom tomorrow. So it's a uh, prime time for basketball season playoffs and for swoops. Indeed. And that team name reveal was a little bit earlier than we planned. So you got a little bit of intel. We will be revealing some other things after teaming up with swoops and maybe on our next session. We'll be revealing the logo and a little bit more about our players. But today, we actually have a fun engagement opportunity for you guys out there, both on in the podcast and online. So basically, we have five players and we need to name them. And so we're going to get started on naming the first player. And we have a handful of options that we've decided on. He's a forward. And he's actually he's a guard. I mean, sorry, a guard. Yes. Listen. I was in Chicago for all of the Bulls championships winnings, and that was probably the ex and played basketball as a kid, but that's the extent of my basketball involvement. So I will be making all sorts of snafus here. Well, he's pretty dope guard. He's got a mohawk and mm. he's got a well-rounded game. So we're looking for a name that really represents him and his personality and his skills on the court. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, he's a great player and these players come with stats. He's got a highly rated player. And so here's the three names, folks. We're going to put this out on the socials for you guys to vote on. We came up with some ideas, and then you can decide which one's the best. They are Tron Stockton, number one, or would you prefer Gary Plasma? And finally, our third option is Solidity Curry. So Tron <laughs> Stockton, Gary Plasma, or Solidity Curry, which name do you think deserves to be an Outer Edge Traveler? And we'll get the votes and we'll tally and we'll announce the winner coming up soon here. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to play along with us, which I highly recommend, even though no hurt feelings, if we dominate you, you're going to want to head over to playswoops.com and uh, snag your own batch of, of players that's coming over the next few weeks to improve your chances of winning. You obviously want to pick the right players. And the original swoop sold out in 35 minutes. So definitely get your name on the pre-sale list as soon as possible. Go to playswoops.com. The owner cutoff date is coming up in May, May the 14th. So you got some time, but don't dawdle. Yep. And that's uh, playswoops.com. You can click pre-sale, fill in the form to sign up for Swoops SSN1 pre-sale event. And we've got a number of sort of milestones coming on here. As Josh mentioned, Sunday 514 is the owner cutoff date. Wednesday 517 is mint day one for owners only. The following day, Thursday 518 is mint day two for pre-sale. 
And then finally, Friday 519 is the mint day three to the public. So for those that sign up for the pre-sale, you'll have a chance at landing two limited edition five-star Swoops highest rated players, Swoopsters, each of which will be randomly hidden within the first two days of the SSN one mint. And next week we'll have more details on those hidden Swoopsters. Keep listening. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. All right, hot topics, guys. Yeah, yeah. Cover. yeah, let's do it. All right. First one is about Roblox. Roblox is adding rare resellable. I'm going to say resellable uh, digital items, <laughs> uh, but that's my word. Is that like salvaged and sellable? I think it's resellable digital, really. <laughs> resellable. Oh, like digital, but different. <laughs> there you go. But they are not NFTs. So. Roblox dominant online gaming platform recently rolled out a new class of wearable virtual goods that could be sold in limited quantities by third-party creators per a recent company announcement. They're called Limiteds, can also be resold by Roblox users at any price of their choosing a 10% cut of each secondary sale going to the original creator. So there's definitely some echoes here. It kind of reminds me of this rumor. I don't even know if it's a rumor. Maybe it's a fact about... The government creating some sort of digital transactional element that's going to be very fast and sort of compete with some incipient digital currencies and things like that. But yeah, I mean, these brands that have a proprietary history that's working have very little incentive to move out of it. I think that's kind of what this is a comment on. I Yeah, maybe. I think it's fascinating from a discovery perspective on what happens and what does a big brand doing sort of NFT-like activities without NFTs impact the overall NFT market and other brands? Like, I'm super curious what happens here. Clearly, they wanted to take a step towards supporting the concept of digital collections, digital wearables, and whatnot. I mean, it's been commonplace in gameplay for decades, right? That's one of the early genesis happens here. But the royalty component, that's definitely like a new thing here. The ability for users to pick their price. And it sounds like it's based on US dollars, not based on sort of an in-game currency. It's based on like real currency. So I think there's some interesting elements of what they're doing here. What do you think, Maya? I think it's a really, I mean... For Roblox, it's a really great experimentation. It's very authentic to what they do already, right? Like they allow the creation of gameplay by decentralized users 
anyway, right? So to me, there's a continuation of what they've already done and how they interact with their user base already, which I love. And then to your point, it's like a nod to NFT culture without it being actual NFTs, which is what I was talking about earlier, this sense of how do you take Web3 ethos or NFT ethos and bring it into something more traditional and how does that change that? And all of these things are natural and organic in their space. And I think it's great because I think as you train that ethos, whether it ends up on the blockchain or not, ultimately, this is actually the thing I think that is the big transition. This radical evolution is how we think about things and they're going to be doing it at scale with young people. And that ultimately will change everything. It will indeed. And it wasn't in the article, but worth mentioning as I'm clicking on the announcement that we have, that the creator gets 30%, the seller or distributor gets 40%, and the platform gets 30% of the first cut. And then the creator gets an additional 10% royalty thereafter. So they really thought about this. Like This is probably like a giant committee sort of thing with a lot of background research and sort of algorithms and sort of modeling that went into this. So it's going to be a really interesting experiment. And kudos to them for maintaining for net at this point in time, they're making that announcement after people are backing off of creator royalties. So kudos to them for keeping them at this moment in time. Kudos to them. GM, GM, Roblox. (laughs) That's right. Should we hit the next one, folks? I can do it by GMs, like no GMs, one GM and two GMs. I like it. I'm going. All right, next one, MasterCard, dropping free music pass NFTs with perks for holders. Payment processing firm MasterCard debuted a free music pass NFT drop this weekend, probably will be a week ago on the airing of this podcast, amid the annual NFT NYC conference, offering collectors a number of benefits ahead of holding the token. Digital collectible is part of the MasterCard Artist Accelerator Program launched in January. Well, first comment on this is just interesting to see uh, MasterCard diving into the space and continuing to do interesting things there. It's an interesting point in Web3 and NFTs and blockchain. We've seen a near doubling of, of like Bitcoin and Ethereum over the past several months. It's kind of slowly but surely creeping up on us. And, and these neat. big brands and big players really just continuing to dive in and do interesting things. So I need to disclose, we have a partnership with MasterCard. I think very high, you know, we're doing Miami with MasterCard, the city of Miami with the city of Miami and MasterCard and Salesforce. So big fans of their efforts in the space. And again, tying authentically to what they support, music being one of those pillars that they've supported. And then Sebastian Otto at the positive, also a big fan of him and his work when he was at Vayner and now at MasterCard. So I'm really intrigued to see what they do with this. Yeah. Also, as we spent a lot of time thinking about this in our world, but the tie-ins to membership and rewards, of course, credit cards are at the tip of the spear when it comes to that. And I'm curious to see where that leads, if it does lead to more NFT-based rewards, membership rewards, and other kinds of benefits to card members. It's just such a great format, I think, for that reward system. But so far, it hasn't really been utilized heavily by the biggest players in the credit card world. There's a lot of interesting things about this project. I mean, one, in May, they're launching an AI studio that you can create your very own music tracks using an online AI studio. You've got other names involved besides time, like Warp Sound and Polygon in this particular project. Latasha, who is just a powerhouse in the space. Brian Trunzo at Polygon. So kudos for MasterCard for going deep down the rabbit hole and and trying to do something really authentic and really cool. Agreed. Two GMs. (laughs) Double, Uh, double. By the way, these can be minted for free until the end of April. Drop is taking place on Polygon, Ethereum scaling network that has also been used by Starbucks, Nike, Reddit, various other Web3 initiatives. So hop on over there and claim it. Why not? Get in, check it out. All right, should we end our hot topics with that, guys? I think let's do it. Let's head into the next segment, bro. Awesome. Well, that was a fun one. Let's move on to our shout out. So Maya, we let you know about this beforehand. We do this segment, just kind of give some love to community members, projects, ideas that we think are really cool. Who would you like to shout out for this episode? Well, so I wanted to shout out the Jomo Effect, which is the partnership we're doing with, which is 
the joy of missing out and for mental health awareness day and Shira Lazar and save a love and peace inside live and 40 incredible artists. So that's my shout out. I'm very excited. Beautiful. about Can't tell. Perfect shout out. Thanks so much for sharing about that. All right. So that concludes most of our segments there. Now we just want to get in the closing of the episode. Can you let folks know where they can go to learn more about you and projects you're working on? Yes, they can go to nft.time.com and time.com backslash timepieces, but actually probably best to go to at timepieces on Twitter to just follow along in real time. Simple enough. Simple enough. And I'm at Miss Maya D. If you want to GM with me there every day. Yeah. Get the That's GM. all you can write though. You can't write anything else. Just GMs. Oh no, I do GM <laughs> plus an inspirational post. Oh, yeah. sorry. You got to check that out. You got to check it out. Word on the street is we also have an amazing giveaway that we're going to be running here, several layers to it as well. So three different prizes. We got prize one, Timepieces Genesis, Build a Better Future Token. And that's uh, Find Your Muse by Julie Pacino. Julie Pacino. Prize, prize number two, Timepieces Beat Club Token. That's the Emotion Cycle by Arena BB. And then prize number three, timepieces, the seven collection token, which we talked a lot about earlier, and that's Ariel Jade. So very cool uh, prizes. We will be sharing information on our socials about all the details around how to score these. So keep an eye out and participate in this contest to win one of these amazing prizes. So thank you so much for the generosity, Maya. We appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much for doing it. We love sharing our fantastic artists with everyone, and that's a really incredible group. So excited. Absolutely. That's a really dope contest. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. All right. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. We understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.